1887, a group of former slaves ventured into Mississippi swampland, beating back blizzards, mosquitoes, and wild animals to form what would become the first all-black town in America. Mound Bayou had its own government, hospital, schools, even a zoo. Like so many other small towns across America, Mound Bayou's population has dwindled over the past decades. We went to see what the town is like today. I'm Brilliant Bow. I'm Rose Gilbert. Welcome to Jewel of the Delta. The community of Mound Bayou has always put a lot of emphasis on family. In fact, soon after the town was founded, the town passed a law requiring couples to be married in order to live together, a law designed to ensure respectability and stability. Today, the story of Mound Bayou remains the story of families who live there. By looking at three generations of one local family, we can see what it means to live, lose, and stay together in a town where so many people are drifting away. Rose Gilbert has the story. Driving through Mound Bayou, it won't take you long to find Joni's Nook and Laundry, the town's best and only barbecue and laundromat. Owned by local resident, Tamika Gant, Joni feels a real need in the community, but it's also the culmination of one family's history in Mound Bayou. Named for Tamika's eldest daughter, who died in a car accident when she was 15, it's a family business in the truest sense of the word, and everyone pitches in to keep it running smoothly. This old lady will tell you the story. Today, Tamika's mother, Rosie Gant, is behind the counter. The Gants have lived in Mound Bayou for five generations, and Rosie Gant says she can't imagine living anywhere else. Mound Bayou is where she was born, and it's where she graduated high school. Mound Bayou is where she met her husband, and it's where she divorced him. Mound Bayou is where she gave birth to her first child, delivered at home by a midwife. Mound Bayou is where she raised her family, and Mound Bayou is where she lives now, in a small house by Highway 61. I'm the mother of 10 children. I have eight girls and two boys. I got 38 grandchildren, 30-something great-grand, and all of them live here in Mound Bayou, Mississippi. They all stay around me, all around, next door, back, cross town. All of them stay around me, and I love them, and I know they love me. As the matriarch of such a big family, Rosie spends a lot of time keeping track of everyone. She's explaining how she's always looking after someone's baby when the phone rings. Hello? It's her granddaughter asking if she can watch her three-year-old, Janiah, while she's at work. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? They're going to always call on Grandmama. Pull your cap and coat off Let your grandma get here. Did you say hi to the lady? Tell her hi. Say hi, Ms. Rowe. Rosie also helped raise her granddaughter, Joni, while Tamika attended college. After Tamika finished her degree, Joni moved back in with her, but remained close with her grandmother. Now, Rosie keeps a photo of Joni on her fridge, and her memorial book lays open by the coffee table. She was devastated when Joni died, and, even ten years later, she remembers the evening of the car accident perfectly. Her brother was driving. Her other two sisters was in there. He was trying to miss a dog, and it was a drop-off on the side of the road, and hit that drop-off and flipped. And she got didn't have a seatbelt on. I told her right out there, put your seatbelt on. Okay, Grandma. Nothing I know, the phone was just a ring. 
How in the world is this? Mama, come on. They done had a wait. I said, what? We jumped up and got in the car. It was about dust dark, just getting dark. We went out there and they talking about they couldn't find that girl. You talking about had a fit? Ooh, I like to have a fit. But they found her, found her. She was across the field. And they carried on and she passed away. I believe she was already. Mm-hmm. Because it, it throwed out the window. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That was my baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hated that, too. Yeah, I hated it. After the accident, I needed 24-hour help. It was after the wreck that Tamika decided to move back to Mount Bayou to stay with Rosie while her family recovered. Eventually, she opened Joni's Nook and Laundry. Everything about the place, from the name to the logo, a purple butterfly, is there to honor her daughter. I experienced, you know, different types of jobs, and I think this is about the one that I enjoy the most of, of owning my own business. The butterfly reminds me of her. I feel like it's a, a beautiful, innocent creature, and that's, that's what she was. And I end up putting my jeans and stuff in the washer in my earphones. While Tamika runs the restaurant, Amira, her youngest daughter, is in the back getting started on the family's laundry. Now a seventh grader with a passion for math and science, Amira was just three years old when she was in the accident that took her sister's life. I was in my car seat in the back and it was dark and I was so sleepy because I was about three years old and I was so sleepy so I fell asleep in my car seat and I woke up like I was waking up and I saw a dog in the middle of the road and my brother tried to stop and all I remember is the truck flipping over, and my brother was carrying me out of a ditch. After that, I was just asleep, and I woke up in Jackson in a hospital, and um, I seen my hand. It was, it had stitches and stuff in it, and I never did liked it, my hand, because it looked so ugly. It didn't look like my other people's hand. And I used to think I was different and I was an outcast. But after a while, I noticed that my hand represents or my stitches represented a memory. Amira's hand is still scarred, but she doesn't hate it like she used to. Today, she's sporting a set of beautiful, glittering acrylic nails, a reward for an excellent report card. For Amira, the restaurant is a way to remember her sister, but it's also a way to keep Mound Bayou alive. It makes me honor her more because it's named after her. I like the restaurant because, like, it brings more business and more people not a lot, but at least some to man white and some chances for them to make money and work and stuff. I would love to start a university, especially in Mount Bayou, because I want to keep business and people, more people in Mount Bayou, so it won't be a ghost town. Let us go into the house of the Lord. All right. 
It's Sunday, and Amir and Rosie are at Azion Missionary Baptist Church. The whole family is here, chatting in the pews, checking up on each other, even singing in the choir. After the service, many will head to Joni's, where Tamika is getting lunch ready. By some measures, you could say that Mound Bayou is in decline. Businesses have closed, people have moved away. But Mountain Bayou's history is one of rising to new challenges in order to build a better community. And that's exactly what the Gants have done. In the face of a terrible tragedy, this family came together to support one another and invest in their hometown. Here in Azion Church or in Joni's Nook Restaurant, you can see a town full of family, music, food, and community. And that's the Mountain Bayou the Gants are working to keep alive. This is Rose Gilbert for Jewel of the Delta. Special thanks to Rosie and Tamika Gant, along with Tyra and Amira. And also thanks to the Zion Missionary Baptist Church. In our next story, we'll take a closer look at Mount Bayou's local businesses and the special entrepreneurial spirit that divides the town. You're listening to Jules Delta.